1: Did somebody scream "mashed potatoes"? That was mashed.
0: What's up? Welcome in everybody to this week's edition of Big Drive Energy. I am your host Spencer Smith, aka at Big Drive Spence on Twitter. Joined by my co-host and just all-around good dude. I, didn't <laughs> I, have, didn't, I wouldn't go that far. I didn't have any shit to talk today. So. Yeah,
1: he gave me a look for just a second. He's like, what can I say today? But no, what's going on, everyone? Uh, so today we are going to be talking about some of our favorite golf courses here locally in Colorado. Some of the best views, I should say.
0: Yeah, because, well, let's start with that, what you just said. So basically, one thing we've talked about being golf professionals... And seeing it in the world of Colorado, it's very apparent here, is sometimes the greatest golf courses when it comes to getting the meat and potatoes of a golf course and playing golf and the greens and how the course plays and there's not janky assholes, etc., doesn't always correlate with the best views. Oh, yeah. and We've,
1: We've played shit courses before, but the views are amazing.
0: Exactly. So they,
1: they don't necessarily go hand in hand.
0: And we played Friday afternoon a little Twilight round. We we hoofed it. And we walked eighteen with RK, as you most of you know him, Ryan Koenigsberg from D, the DNVR, the legend, the dude we just love to play golf with. He seems always. Um, he just vibes with us. it's, yeah, a, it's, it's just a group. Our, it's just our boy. We we had a whole, or, fucking ordeal afterwards where my car died and shit. But we won't get into that. <laughs> But basically that's what Spencer's kind
1: of life is falling apart.
0: At Other slowly that, but it's... surely leaves hanging on by a thread. <laughs> but basically what, what caused us to do this podcast or gave us this idea was the views at city park. If you guys haven't been out there, get out there ASAP. They close in 10 days, nine days. They close on November 1st. It probably, tea times they probably don't there. have an
1: open tea time they, for the rest of the
0: season. No, they don't, but we got a tea time there. Shout out to Ben Wilson. Thank you for getting us on. Um, was teed off around 215 so we knew we'd be pushing we darkies. were
1: literally the last group to finish the 18th hole and I swear to God it probably looked like uh night walkers all these people because the course was still basically full like everybody was just playing till dark and thankfully for the pro shop everyone was walking because I would have felt really bad for a uh, a cart staff that had to clean up after that whole mess because I am not shitting you. There's probably still at least 80 to 100 people out on the course, and we were the last ones to finish 18, but other than that, it was uh, pretty much still packed, which was just nuts, but it's a, a tribute to uh, how good the course is, um, how, how well they redid it, and just the views. In all honesty, I looked like if you would have seen me out there, even RK, you, Ben, we all looked like we would have been there on vacation. We thought everyone was taking pictures, we were just like, oh my god, these views are unreal, like, I don't know if there's a better view of the city from anywhere, and then you throw, and then the mountains in the background, and then you've got the golf course in front of you, so all around, one of the most spectacular views of a golf course I've ever played, and I've played some shit, but we'll get get into that Uh
0: but yeah, just standing on the first tee, and we looked straight down. We all looked like a bunch of Instagram yeah whores. I don't know if that's the right word, probably not. But we <laughs> we were all. Ryan was on t- his hands and knees taking a picture at the DNVR golf ball, and it was just that miraculous. I think we were kind of late to the tee time. And the group in front of us had already teed off and was almost on the green. And I'm standing up there with my phone as the older player's assistant starter is just staring at me like he's Zoom. like you guys
1: can tee off now we're and, like, no. and i
0: was running in to get claws and then taking pictures the gram
1: plays first like uh, the instagram
0: yeah instagram eats first instagram plays golf first on every <laughs> hole that looks like that because it was so amazing to look at and i, and I love we're we're both from denver we've talked about it we love this city more than we probably should. It's probably an unhealthy look, and we've us, talked about
1: moving away, and we're like, we can't do it. I,
0: I can't. Like yeah. I've talked about it multiple times, and thought about it, considered where to go, and I don't think I'll be happier anywhere than here. And just going out to City Park, playing an afternoon Friday afternoon round, no work the next day. It's Just
1: peak Colorado. It, it, it like. is,
0: and like we said, you know, maybe you can't get out there the rest of this year, but definitely check it out next year. They did a great job, as Mitch said, of redoing the course. It looked totally different. I played it three years ago. I want to say I recognize like four or five holes, but the one greens thing were I will pure. say,
1: yeah, the greens were super pure. Some of the the little bit of the layout, not quite sure why they went about it the way they did. Um, a few kind of weird, like after you get done with two, I thought sixteen was the next hole, and it was like kind of you had to cross the tee boxes on sixteen to get over to three, then you got to walk like halfway back on the hold of tee off, whatever. There's just a few, few little janky deals, but I think it's probably has something to do with the the size of the land or lack thereof that they have and, and fit in a full championship 18 into that. So I think they tried to, to stretch it out as much as they could given the the size of property that they're working with. But overall, I mean, I had a, I had a freaking blast. I played like absolute shit, but a lot of times for me personally, I can separate rounds where I have fun and rounds where I play well. Usually, when I I play well, I have fun, but I don't have to play well to have fun. Let's put it that way. And that that round was just a great time. Four buddies drinking some White Claws, bullshitting, hoofing it. You know, that's just pure as golf gets.
0: Yeah, it was it was a great time. There was a few. I took my shoes off at one point on nine because I hit a great drive, and it was slightly in the water. Well, I had to stand in the water and hit that ball. Hopefully you guys saw that on DNVR Golf Twitter. Um, saw my pasty-ass white feet. I would have to say Spen-
1: Spencer probably saw the most of the land out of anyone. because He was fairways over on a few. He, he was definitely taking advantage of the square footage he was provided. Uh,
0: I, I, I tried I, to keep it pretty... I use plenty sweet. of room right Yeah. on every tee shot that I use driver.
1: There was quite a few shots hit to the right, and RK was in kind of the same group on a few. He hit a lot of really good shots. It's just funny when he goes, is right okay? <laughs> Before he even hits it, and we're like, uh, I know what you're thinking.
0: Well, and then he had one of the most amazing shots I've ever seen holding out from the bunker on 17. on 17.
1: Yeah, it was plugged up against the lip. And I kind of talked shit, and he kind of— was shocked at me when he hit it and it went in, I was amazed, like very good shot, but it's not as hard of a shot as people think. Uh, He goes, what do I do? And I go, uh, square up the club face and hit as much sand as you can about two inches behind it. And it kind of just comes out, lands like a sack of potatoes and, and trundles its way towards the hole. So I mean, he executed a very good shot, but he was
0: trundle. That's a nice adjective there, oh. or verb. Yeah. verb. Trundled, yeah. Verb. That's, that is a do. verb.
1: That's an action. I usually trundle into my bed after <laughs> way too many white claws or trulies. <laughs> it's just a, a roll. Just a um, move. Yeah, but I kind of shook Ryan a little bit when I was like, "That's not that hard of a shot." He's like, "Fucking bullshit, dude." That's like he he. We had to give yeah. him his moment. Uh, but now it's really, really fun course overall. That was the first time I'd ever played it. And I, I'd, I'd go back time and time again. And like we were saying, the views are in my top five, probably ever, maybe top 10. But if, if you're looking to get a, a real nice view of Denver from the side of the hill, looking out towards the West with the mountains in the back. And plus we got, we got golden hour out there. We got all the sunset. We were looking like a bunch of. Uh, bloggers, whatever, out there with our, our phones walking down every hole like we'd never seen a mountain before, like we were flatlanders. But I was thoroughly imp- impressed overall. So,
0: well, and that just speaks to how amazing it was because we've played a lot of golf in Colorado, us two, Ben, RK, and even outside every, of Colorado, yeah. And every single hole, I felt like I needed to take a picture because yeah. it was that amazing. Like, I think it was 13, 12, or 13, the whole were in your pocket when you hit it in the water. Yeah, has like a big sweeping fairway down to the right, and you look in, you can just kind of see the city of Denver. But the way the sun was at that moment, yeah. and the shadows
1: were just, just hitting different. It,
0: exactly, and it was it was a pleasure to play there. I will definitely be playing there again next year, just for the sheer. I don't care if it's walking. I don't care. Well, yeah, either.
1: and I mean, our goal. I know, Spencer and my goal is to host some DNBR golf events out there because it's basically for those who don't know, it's a mile less than a mile from DNV or from the DNVR bar. I mean, it's two blocks to the north.
0: It would have taken us less time to walk home than me jump starting my car <laughs> and having no battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it was a uh, it, it's super close to the bar, so we definitely want to do some events out there. Maybe do like a, a bi-weekly or once every couple weeks do a league. So, we'll get more into that next season once we uh, get everything set up this winter, but definitely want to utilize more of that place because it's a great track. It's super close to DNVR. So we can go over there, play a, a quick nine before dark, go over to the bar, have some drinks, record a pod, hang out with everyone. So it's just a overall great location, great views. I'd, I'd say 10 out of 10 would recommend.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the bar, if you guys haven't been there, get there. We, I spend almost every Sunday there watching football games. But also if you guys check out all the merch, they give away we give away merch at every game. Um, and if victory, victory shots, if you want some merch, <laughs> you can always use our code from this podcast, BDE, and gets you ten percent off anything at dnvrlocker.com. So any of the Bronco shirts, any doesn't have to be golf stuff. Use our code BDE, get ten percent off any of that merchandise, and then people know you're listening to our podcast. We'll know it. It'll be cool to see, and you get some great merch out of it. Mitchell's wearing his purple rain shirt right now.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of ironic because the Rockies are in, in the basement of Denver Sports currently, but it's still a great shirt. I mean, D Line Co. can even make the Rockies look good. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's how good he is. Yeah, D
0: Line and Drew Kriegsman and Patrick Lyons make the Rockies look good. Yeah. That's how good those dudes are at what they do.
1: Putting but, lipstick on a pig is what it is, but it's some real nice lipstick. So what we were gonna get into today, cause so the was it the Denver Post? Yeah released the Post. an article um, this is
0: from a year ago, so oh, okay. it's a little outdated. Um, But they released an article about, you know, Mitchell and I had talked about this, some of our best views, but we wanted to see kind of a consensus because we have a very different view of it necessarily. (laughs) No pun intended. No pun pun definitely intended there. (laughs) Because we are golf pros, it changes the way we look at courses and the way we look at views and things like that. but. In, in reality, views are views. You see what you see, and, and it's what attracts people to a golf very course. Very astute observation there. Thank you. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> this article is written in the Denver Post, and it's basically, like I said, from last year's, a lady named Barbara Ellis wrote this. By the way, if you're looking for anything to read sports wise, the Denver Post ain't it. It's DNVR. Yeah. yeah. But besides the point barbara ellis wrote 10 of the most scenic views at denver golf courses article so she started out um and she didn't really rank them so we're just going to go through the top 10 um in no particular order and kind of talk about it because i believe mitchell and i looking at this have played all 10 or 9 of the 10 of these courses so we can kind of go into each one a little bit and you know how how we feel about it etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyway so evergreen golf course uh which is actually a city of Denver course. It's an executive course that sits along bear Creek. Uh, you see elk all the time. Mitchell, you can speak a little more to that. You played there last year. Yeah, so
1: it, The, the views it, 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 themselves so on the golf course, you got a few holes on the front nine that you get, uh, kind of to some high spots where you can see the mountains behind evergreen. And it's really beautiful. Um, the leaves, you know, whenever you can get fall foliage up in the mountains, uh, foliage, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but, uh, Whenever you can get some yellow leaves, some red leaves, it's always super cool. And then, yeah, I would say the main attraction of that place is the elk. Like, I have—if you look on my Instagram from about a year back, I think we, I played it last September. There was elk like alarmingly close to us, huge ass, like male, huge ass horns, big dudes. I mean, they were everywhere. There's females, males, little baby elks. I don't know what those are called—mules. Uh, uh, that's so far off, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I, I would say we probably saw at least 70 to 80 elk while we were out there. And I mean, even being from Colorado, you don't see those just anywhere. So it's, it's pretty unreal um, until they get a little too close and it's just flat out alarming. But the course itself, views-wise, is nothing I would necessarily say is, is too crazy. Uh, is, is this article just Denver courses or is this it's like? It's Colorado courses. Oh, just Colorado. But
0: another thing that I've learned being in the golf industry that not a lot of people know is 90% of the time articles like this are written or basically awards are given out for pros It's based on popularity and politics, just like anything in this world. You have to be at a course that's very astute and very wide-renowned by other people. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I'm not not hating on the quote-unquote best teacher in Colorado or best instructor or best merchandiser, etc. But it's not like there's this third-party group that comes in and views all this stuff and goes, oh, yeah, this is definitely the best one. It's more of a you vote for it based on a, a recommendation or you have to you have to like submit a you know form essentially it says hey this guy's a great teacher it's basically it's, all it's opinion it's an opinion and it's politics so I'm not taking anything away from any of these courses or giving anything more than I should to these courses just letting you guys know a lot of the things you see when it comes to best golf courses written by a certain person is there's a lot of politics involved. And and
1: that's really what we're here for. That's one of the things we want to accomplish is give you a real upfront uh, view of Colorado golf, the places we've played, um, you know, pretty currently as we play them and give you a real, a real idea of, of what kind of track it is, how the views are, you know, it's not coming from somebody's, somebody who's getting their their pockets lined by some of these courses or, you know, scratching backs, blah, blah, blah. We, I mean, courses take care of us. We play free golf, but it's just like when Dave Portnoy goes and does a pizza review and they give him the pizza for free. It doesn't mean he's going to be any, any nicer about the pizza. You know, it's, you still got to be real. So we're going to be very real about a lot of these courses. And you might be surprised that uh, how much we hype up some courses you've never heard of. And then on the other side of that, you might be kind of disappointed um, to hear that some of these courses are not quite what you thought they were. So,
0: And that brings me to our next golf course in this review, Arrowhead. Oh, yes.
1: Okay, so the views are beautiful. Like, number one, beautiful. But it's – I don't want to say it's a dump, but, but for what – I don't want
0: to say it's a giant pile of shit. But what, for,
1: what you're paying for out there – is 100% of views. Like if Yeah, you
0: can go to Red Rocks in the Springs or a Red Rocks amphitheater. amphitheater yeah, you in can Morrison or go to Red Rocks or uh, Rock Park. Garden of the Park. Gods. Garden well, of the Gods in Colorado. Springs. You can go to Rocksboro Park Park see the same shit. Exactly.
1: And it's free or whatever, but to and pay you don't have to hit a bunch of dollars, bad golf shots. Yeah, yeah, to pay $130, yeah, $130 to play, play that golf course, is, it is it's by like no means jumps, jumps off the page as an, an overall venue. venue. Um the clubhouse is not great. The practice facilities are not great. Uh, the parking kind of sucks. I had to, like, hoof it up this giant hill at, like, 7 a.m. while I was hungover trying to get to the shotgun, and I wasn't very happy. Um, overall, I mean, the views are spectacular. It almost feels like you're not on planet Earth, to be honest with you. the Some of those rocks, like, I think it's number two is the par three. It almost feels like I just wanted to drop a ball and hit, like, driver or three wood or whatever up against the rocks and see if I could br- bank it. Cause I mean, the rock behind number two has to be over a hundred feet tall. Like it truly is crazy. And, and that's what people pay for when they go out there. Like the fact that Barst- the Barstool Classic, just to give you an idea, we would never host a DNVR golf event out at Arrowhead, simply because first of all, it's too expensive. And second of all, in our opinion, for what, what you're, you're paying, paying for, for, the golf, golf just isn't up to par. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> I didn't even know that was coming out of my mouth. But uh, I don't know, Spencer, what do you, what do you think? think? Because I, that's, that's how, how, I how I felt when I played it. I was I was I very really underwhelmed, underwhelmed around from around the, the golf, golf course, course aspect of it.
0: Yeah, if you put that golf course in the middle of, let's say, Colorado Springs or a random city, it's not near as widely regarded as this amazing place you know, it's not—it's not a golf, like you said. It's not a golf course, really. It's more about the views, and that's what people pay for. A lot of people get married there, etc. It's not bad, but at the same time, actual breaking it down to, to golf itself and playing the game and playing the holes, tee to green, not nothing special. But yeah.
1: but yeah, views wise, I would say it's uh, it's it is right up there in Colorado. But there's plenty, plenty other places, places that it's just, you know. So Jim Ng designed that. He's also designed Perdera. He also designed uh, the Sanctuary. He designed um, Redlands Mesa, uh, Lakota Canyon, and they're all the same type of golf course.
0: And it, it Fossil, Fossil Trace. Price, w- 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 which, which you... Fossil Trace is the next one. We'll just skip right into that. Okay,
1: so yeah, Fossil Trace, also designed by Jim Ng, That was on the list. Um, golf course-wise, I would say it's... It's relatively easy, uh other than a few elevation changes, but overall, in my it, at least in my opinion, what it, I don't know what you think, Spencer, but a few of the shots, even like I hit a few iron shots that were just so far off, all right okay, one. I hit one real bad iron shot and it kicked off the hill onto the green. And I guess depends on what kind of golfer you are. If you like that, then if that's for you then I'm all about it, you know, go for it. But me personally, as a golfer, I want to get rewarded for good shots. And on the other side of that, we hit some good shots where you're like, what the hell happened to that? Like that par three um, on the back, that plays about 245, 250. And it was into the wind, I hit three wood. I landed about halfway up this 20-foot, literally 20-foot slope in the middle of the green. And it landed right into it, rolled – up almost to the top, came back down. I had like a 70, 80 foot putt. I had to basically take a, a full swing with my putter to try to get it to the hole. So, just a few things like that where it really doesn't reward a good shot and it, sometimes it over rewards a bad shot. So, well,
0: and I think that's the main difference where we get into it as golf professionals versus just the general population that plays golf is we don't like. As much as as fun as it is sometimes when you're playing a match with your buddies, we don't like when somebody hits a shot way right and all of a sudden you see it bouncing down onto the green or bouncing down in the fairway. Yeah. That's not necessarily, and that's what Jim Ng It is an, an ego, ego boost, boost, though. It is. And it's Jim Ng does this and he, he gets people to play his courses. People yeah. love Fossil. People love uh, Arrowhead. People love Red Hawk Ridge, which is the next one on this list, which oh, we no, just no, played no, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Monday. I'll be
1: completely honest. I played like shit and shot two under par. Like Spencer can attest to this. I let go of the club on almost every shot. Uh, I hit a few good shots here and there. But overall, I mean, that was the worst round of two under par. And our buddy Chris, who we had on the pod earlier this year, he's a pro out there. And don't get me wrong, it is a good track, but it's the same kind of piece of land, very up and down. Great, Great views, so though. That's, and that's and I guess yes, that's kind of what we're talking car. about. The view of Castle Rock, the view of the foothills from the top of, uh, what is it?
0: 14. 14. 14, you part have a three. full 360 view yeah. of foothills, Denver, everything you could possibly see. That's the highest point on the golf course. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Red Hawk, Red I would I'd say, out enough. of all the gym-in courses, is probably the most fair. The elevation change isn't really crazy, and a lot of the, yeah, lot of the greens, greens are, are not sad. uh as janky as, as some of the other, other greens, greens
0: that Jiming Jim designs, because there's there's,
1: there's quite, quite a few rough, rough ones, ones out there. there.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, this next course on the list, which we have not played, I don't believe, is Buffalo Run in Commerce City. Yep. yep. Says hole fourteen features p- picturesque views of the Rocky Mountains. Community relations manager. Uh, blah blah blah. Designed for, by golf course architect. What I
1: what I know right is, is that Adam Mares says, says he, he never run Buffalo Run. <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that'd be a blast. And actually, we were talking to a guy today out at Spring Valley, and he goes, if you haven't gone out there this year, don't bother. I guess they they ran out of water, um, which is a typical golf course issue. And so they, uh, they kind of had to quit watering everything but the greens and the fairways, which is a little unfortunate. But if they've got some pretty good views, I can imagine, because Riverdale's like right there, and... We'll get into Riverdale because that's probably one of Spencer and my both, both in our local top five. Um, But I think Riverdale's like right up the road from there and it's pretty darn close views wise. So I can imagine they've got some real nice views out of Buffalo run.
0: And then next on the list, Highland Hills, the number eight hole on the gold course, par three over water. See, I don't get that, that. Yeah, this one seems kind of like a political a throwaway. Like, yeah, Highland Hills is nothing special. We Was it the- just
1: this place, this lady, or a place this lady played on like a random Friday afternoon? Well, for
0: the record, she doesn't look like she plays golf, judging by her picture.
1: Yeah. So this list, I don't know. Well, see, but that's the thing with golf—you got to backtrack that statement anybody can play golf. It doesn't matter what you look like. That is true. So who knows? Maybe she's a stick. Maybe she'd whoop your ass.
0: Probably. You never know. <laughs> but she'd yeah, I, I don't know where she's getting that
1: Highland Hills notion from. Cause that, I wouldn't say that place is, <laughs> I I throw the term dump around very loosely. Like it does. It's not a dump. It's a nice course, but it, it's one of, it, I mean, I would call it kind of a city type course. It's in Westminster. It's, there's not a whole lot of views to be had. Let's put it that way. So
0: Exactly. Next on the list, Plum Creek Golf Club. It uh, says the par 312 consists of 10,000 railroad ties surrounding green, bringing 10,000. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that might be a little extreme. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't they, know. They, you know so I can't Plum, count that high. Plum
0: Creek's a good track. It's a little.
1: Well, who designed P-Dye. it? It was Pete. Oh, yeah, railroad ties.
0: Railroad ties and Pete Dyer. Go, go together, together like, yeah. like peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jealous. And it's a, it's not a bad track. It's down in Castle Rock. The greens are a little tough. They're, I remember the last time I played, they were pretty fast. And there's a lot of shots where you hit where, not necessarily saying blind shots are a bad thing, but just having them almost every hole or having, when you look up at the hole, it just doesn't look appealing or like you can hit it anywhere and be safe is kind of a frustrating thing even for me as a golf professional but as a just a general player i can imagine it's like all right
1: i would say it's definitely more challenging than your average place and i guess we've only played the back tees i can't attest to to what it looks like from say the blues or the whites or whatever but yeah i would say for for an average golfer that place is going to be a bit of a challenge and there is some good views but it's kind of one of the things that is a little bit of a downfall is it's right next to a, a train track or right right next to train tracks. Um, and so that can get a little noisy at times if there is an, indeed a, a very long train driving by. it's kind of interrupts your golf. But overall, I'd say it's a good, good course. So actually recently they got bought out by the same owners of um, Bear Dance uh, down in Larkspur. And they've actually... Taking real good care of it. They've gotten in really good shape because there for a while it was kind of changing hands. The The course wasn't in very good shape. It wasn't getting kept up because a lot of people don't know this, but they actually used to play a senior tour event there back in the nineties. Um, and I will say that.
0: Yeah. they uh, Gary player won. At Gary Bunk player. Mm-hmm.
1: Really? Huh. Yeah. That's been a minute then, but uh, yeah, they, they played a champion's tour event there a while back. And I know that 16, 17 and 18, are voted as, some, as a, some of the toughest finishing holes in Colorado. There's a shitload of water. So basically, if you don't like water, then that's it's just not your cup of tea. But what's the next one there, Spence?
0: All right, next one is The Ridge at Castle Pines North. That's a great track. That yeah, is a good they, track. They highlighted the number 17th hole, which is a cool hole because... It's called Stone Tower, and it's got that big. That's the part three, yeah. Mm-hmm, big giant can, rock right behind the hole, which okay. is cool view. Very cool view wise. If yeah, you're looking up at it, it's like wow, that's a badass looking
1: hole. Yeah, see, I I prefer the the back nine there to the front nine. I think the back nine's got more of a woodsy vibe to it. The front nine's pretty much all houses. Just your, I wouldn't say run of the mill course, but there's a lot of houses. It's always in good shape, but uh, that back nine's got a lot of trees, kind of goes up and down a little bit and through some stuff. And I really do like that back nine. So yeah, I would, I would agree with that for a local track. I also think that place is a little overpriced. Um, I mean, it is in good shape, but it's over a hundred dollars. I mean, if it wasn't called, if it was just called the Ridge and it wasn't at Castle Pines, I think you'd probably drop about 20, 30 bucks off that green fee. But you know, it's a lot of it has to do with the name when, People come to Colorado from a a different state, they'll be like, yeah, I played Castle Pines. People be like, oh, wow, and they have no idea that And it's it's like when people ask
0: us, it's like, did you play the Ridge or the Golf Club or the Country Club? Yeah. There's very different vibes to each of those golf courses and levels of— Levels of play, for sure. Exactly. And then last but not least, the golf club at Bear Dance in Larkspur.
1: Yeah, Bear Dance has got some really good views. Um, I'm assuming this lady's never played Perry Park, but Perry Park, they're pretty close to one another— they both have really good views. I'd say Perry Park's just a little bit more uh, secluded, but still, Bear Dance. You get back onto uh, what hole is it? Um, Ten, eleven, 12, might be eleven. Honestly, is it that par four that's kind of straight down the hill, dogleg
0: left? Really, all dude, all their par fours are really good. There's that one janky ass. Well, I'd par say five. the back
1: nine's got more views than the front nine. The the. The whole front nine faces towards uh, the east, so it kind of faces I-25. It's not too bad. Um, it's a good good track. I mean, there's a few kind of janky holes out there, but the back nine, all the views are really good. It's, uh, it's a lot of elevation change, but unlike a lot of gyming design courses, I think that uh, it really isn't as crazy as it could be for the amount of elevation change. They could really make that place like a a Mickey Mouse track out there, but they did a good job with it, and it's a good challenge of golf. I mean, RK was telling us a few weeks back that he went and played it, and he said he shot around 90 or so just because it's easy to lose balls, and it is a a true test, but uh, one of our favorite courses to take people to when they come to Denver to show them what Colorado golf really kind of is like and what it embodies. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we've got that list down. Now let's get to our own personal list. So I'll start out with you. Give me your top five views in either a specific hole or a course overall in Colorado.
1: Ooh, that is going to be tough. Um, do we have to go in any particular order?
0: No, uh, I, that's too tough. Yeah,
1: ordering them would be too tough. Uh, so one, one of the courses in my top five is going to be Breckenridge golf club. Uh, obviously it's in Breckenridge, but the views are awesome. They've got 27 holes of really good golf out there. And the cool thing is it doesn't necessarily feel like a mountain course, even though it is a mountain course and some of the uh, best views of Breckenridge mountain, all the surrounding mountains and really good golf on top of it. So that's, that's one I do have to throw in my top five. Are you gonna? Uh, yeah, I think we're going back and forth here. Oh, so I, you, you go you give me one of your top five.
0: All right, so one of my top five in Colorado. This is still re- widely regarded, <laughs> widely regarded by myself as <laughs> basically one of my favorite tracks in Colorado, and if not, maybe my favorite of all time. I
1: knew you're gonna go um, there.
0: Flying horse, yeah, in down in Colorado Springs. Uh, it's technically Black Monument Forest or Black Forest area. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great holes on there. One of my favorites, just to look down at, is the par 5 12th. Par 5, 11th is wild, not a great hole. It's or par 4, 11th? Par 4, 11th. Yeah, yeah that, that par 4 hates hole.
1: me and I hate it.
0: But basically 12, 13, and 14 are incredible back to back to back. Uh, 12 is that par 5 down the hill. If you hit a good drive and you get rewarded for it, you only have like 8 iron, 9 iron in. What? The thir- the if you're a
1: normal human being, you might have like a long iron in.
0: Okay, well, yeah, it's it's a sh- fairly short par 5 maybe like a young. play. It was
1: a play from the tips like five forty?
0: I think it's like five forty. But yeah, it it's is straight down.
1: It is a huge elevation drop. So I think that uh, Spencer's not too far off there. He does hit it further than the average bird. So.
0: And then, uh, thirteen is a par three with water all down the left. Great looking hole. And then fourteen, maybe one of my favorite holes of all time. Really, it's it's,
1: that hole sucks. It's
0: it's a sucky hole. It looks weird. You look at it, and you could basically drive the green left if you wanted to or try to. But there's a bunch of bushes, and it's basically carrying away two hundred twenty yards, two hundred ten yards of carry from the plates. And it's the fairway goes straight back, straight left. So you're hitting to like almost a crossroads. And then you go straight left up to the green, but the shot up to the green and there's a few different places in Colorado. I've seen this and it just gets me every time walking it's across the creek. when there's a, a Creek running down the green and then you walk across a bridge to get from the cart path to the green.
1: Well, that's like a 17 out at bear dance that little, I mean, I'd say it's a miniature version cause it's only like 110 yard hole, but yeah, when you have to walk across the rocks to get to the green, that's always pretty cool. Um, I would have to agree with Spencer. Flying Horse is uh, is definitely one of my favorites in Colorado also. Um, so I'll go with another one in my top five. And it's a little ways out of the way. It's, it's a pretty far drive, but worth every minute of it. And I, I know that this place has kind of been found out more now. Their Their weekend green fees are, are up in the 130s or so. That's not a cheap place, but it's worth it. Um, Haymaker Golf Club up in Steamboat one of the coolest, coolest places I've ever played because it's very unique in the sense that it sits down in the valley at Steamboat. So it's not a mountain mountain style course. It's actually, they pride themselves on being a link style course. And uh, the views though are, are unbelievable. The, you basically have 360 views of the entire valley that Steamboat sits in, but you're playing a course where you'd think you could be over in Scotland, maybe. That might be a bit extreme, but you're picking up what I'm putting down. I mean, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds. You have a great uh, quality golf course, fun shot-making course, and then you have views all around it. So it's uh, definitely the best of both worlds a little bit.
0: Well, one that we talked about a little bit earlier, and I'll kind of piggyback on too, is uh, Riverdale, and there's the key with Riverdale, if you guys go play there, they have two golf courses. They have the Dunes and the Knolls. And I'm not saying the Knolls isn't great. I haven't played it. I've just kind of driven by and seen it playing the Dunes. But Riverdale Dunes is literally one of the best golf courses, public-wise, that I've ever played. There's amazing views from not a standpoint of you're looking at mountains or you're looking at this. It's kind of up in Brighton area. There's not a lot to look at. I think Todd Helton lives pretty close to there. But when you're playing the golf course, there's just each hole is set up so overly, so well. And there's water on different holes. Some, there's one hole where you, it's basically a whole half moon and you can cut off kind of as much as you want. But there's a point where you have to stop. And then it's, it's just a tough golf course. The first hole has a tee box that is almost like a putting green. And it terrifies me every single time I play it because I have to usually hit. A driver um, off the I usually a driver off the first tee every time I play. It's not a question for me. I don't like hitting an iron. I don't want to hit it fat or hit it twenty yards or hit it way right and hit an iron. So I usually like to tee it up, hit driver, get comfortable, if, and that hole is set up perfectly to hit like a hybrid or a four iron, something like that. But the tee box is is like almost a putting green, or a, I'm pretty sure it used to be a putting green, and it's a very tough tee shot to hit off that tide of a lie. And it's just a great, uh, hole to hole, I, I don't see any hole where I'm like, that hole sucks. There is a few holes at different courses where the course is 16 or 17 holes are great. One hole's like, why did you do this? This makes no sense. And it's not necessarily that it's too tough. There's there's holes that are tough that are good golf holes, but there's also holes that are overly tough because they're, of the way they're built and there's silly, there's trees and areas like, First, like I'll say for my personal opinion, and there's a lot of them in Colorado that have courses that we've played. Courses like Legacy Ridge, courses like oh, where's another one? Well, Dos Rios, where we had state and watched the kids. There's if there's a par five where you basically can't hit driver unless you hit it in like a five to ten yard window, or not even hit driver at all. I just don't think that's a good golf hole in my opinion. I think if there's a if it's a par five, you should at least give somebody a chance to be able to make a make a driver swing and and have some room to miss so they can possibly get there in two. I'm not saying every par five should be reachable in two. I'm just saying I should never have to as a long hitter and even people that aren't long hitters, if you have to pull a hybrid off of a par five and then hit hybrid again and then have a wedge, I just to me that doesn't make for a good golf hole. There you should have the option to hit driver on every single par five without Basically, putting yourself into death. So, without that long winded answer, but Riverdale Dunes definitely one of my favorite views wise. Just and not like I said, not from views around the course, but from views on the course and just the view of how well it's maintained.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I don't think you mentioned it, but I think the head superintendent out there and the head other person out there uh, that maintain the course are both women. And that's relatively unheard of. But it, it's just a testament to the fact that they are so detail oriented, and they do such a good job taking care of that. They do have a bit of an advantage, though. I think it's a, a city-owned course, um, so they get water privileges, things like that. That you know, some non-city courses, some privately owned courses, they have to pay for all that water. So it's it's uh, a little bit more expensive for some other places, but still, Riverdale is uh, very well done. Um, just overall really no, no complaints out there. So um, let me see where I want to go with this one. I'm going to flip it to the, uh, the Western slope. Um, some of the views out of Tierrado out in Grand Junction played the, uh, what's it called? The Rocky Mountain Open out there a few times. I tried to put it out in my memory because I think I played well there maybe once out of the multiple years that I, I participated. But, the views of the, of the Redlands. Redlands, I mean, Redlands Mesa is right there, but I've played more Tierrado than I have anything, and some of the views of the Red Rocks, and you know, the, the Western Slope is just a different vibe, but I really do like it out there, I like uh, Fruta, I like Palisade, just a really cool view, a uh, really cool area, really good views, and the, the back nine at Tierrado has got some really, really awesome views, so that's, that's in my top five.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a good one. I'm going to go a little outside the box here because I hated playing this golf course for four straight years. But as far as view-wise and where it's located, it's a great view of Pikes Peak and down in Colorado Springs is Pine Creek. Not a great golf course. Some janky holes. The greens are usually slow and, and scruffy. But we played there, played many around there. I, I played many around there in college and the
1: place kind of course, kinda grows on you a little bit yeah
0: the more you play you're like and the houses don't match that's another funny thing we haven't really talked about but it's funny when houses around the course don't match the level of the golf course oh for sure and that's you know there's multiple golf courses where it goes either way their houses are shit and the golf course is great mm-hmm. or vice versa but pine creek has some great views looking down at pike's peak and just the whole front range from a couple of the holes especially i think it's now number 10 but it used to be number one a tough, fucking tough tee shot. I hated that my first.
1: Oh, that that big, big dogleg dog right.
0: No, they just the cuts. It cuts the fairway twice. You have to carry. Well, yeah. You have to I carry. Mean, it's, it's not a, a dogleg right. Basically, yeah. you hit it straight you, and, you, it and you have to hit it an, and you have to hit an iron off the tee. Yeah. yeah. And the first hole, and that's like always sketch. But and Pine Creek, <laughs> Pine you, Creek you has can. some phenomenal. views. Yeah, for
1: sure. And I, I actually, uh, I would almost uh, fuck it. I'll throw it in my top five Kings Deer. Has some amazing views of Pikes Peak, also, and just the piece of land. See, growing up out of Spring Valley, if you haven't been to the Valley of Fun, it's it's pretty rural. <laughs> I mean, some people come come out there and they're like, "Holy shit, we're like, never thought I was gonna find this place," and they're being dramatic. I mean, it's forty five minutes outside of Denver, but uh, some of the views out at Kings Deer, it's kind of the same vibe. There, all the houses are super separated out. Um, it's just a big piece of land in basically outside of monument. I'd say a little to the Northeast of monument. And it really does feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere. And some of the views, you feel like you're basically at the foot of Pike's peak. And that course has really turned it around too from years past. Shout out to the, uh, Colorado golf blog guys. They're based out of Kings deer, which I think we should do some work with them. I think that'd be pretty fun. But, uh, King's Deer has got to be out there in my top five views-wise for Colorado golf.
0: Yeah, another course that's in my top five views-wise because it's right off of, not right off the highway, but you're fairly close to a populated area, and then you get to the golf course and it's just disappear. Everything else disappears is uh, Shining Mountain. Shining Mountain is super cool. And that's like, it's a public course. You can go play there anytime great views you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna get some woodsy holes where you're like wow we this is super condensed you're gonna get some link style golf where it's like hole next to hole next to hole out in like an open field it's a very good combination of a lot of golf i and, agree and it, it's just a good test of golf and some good views looking out around like sometimes it's great seeing the mountains but we're all used to that in colorado but sometimes when you get to those areas and those courses where it's like meadows like meadowy. And it's, it's like an open area and you can see some other golf holes. And I really like the contrast of Woodland Park is one of those courses where the grass is super dark green. And it's cool when you have that super dark green grass contrasting with like some brown native next to it. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a, beautiful a beautiful track. And King's Deer's like that too when it's really green.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and low key like but Shiny Shining Mountain's so not very well renowned as a, 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 a golf spot up in Woodland Park. Park but I as as think it's relatively inexpensive. Expensive. And it's just a real cool kind of laid-back place up there. It's, nothing's too uptight or anything, but one of my favorite places, and it's a good test of golf, it is very, very narrow on some holes where it really forces you to, to shape the ball. And it is one of those real low-key but real fun tests of golf. Um, what number are we at? I think we both have number five. Are we both at five? So where do I need to round out my top five? Oh, I'm thinking there's just too many good ones, you know. Oh, what else? I would, I would say, say that uh, a, uh okay, the, I've, I've got, got my last one. It's going to be um Keystone uh, Re- Keystone uh, Range. Key- Keystone river, river Course, course I'm sorry. It is right along the river up okay. there in obviously Keystone. <laughs> Uh, right by the the ski resort. And it's kind of weird because it closes. I mean, a lot of mountain courses close early, but they close like middle of September. I feel like they could kind of stay open a little later. But one of our our good friends out at Spring Valley, um, Jim Monroe, his daughter, Amy, out there is the, the head of merchandising and events. So she takes good care of us up there. And whenever we go up there, I don't care if it's summer, spring, fall, it's always beautiful. So... Very well done. Very well taken care of. I think that one is a little, uh, a little on the steeper side. Probably on a weekend in the hundred to 120 range, but it is it's worth the views and worth worth your time for sure.
0: Yeah, and I'll round out my top five with a course up north, uh, Mariana Butte, up in Loveland. Area. I've heard good things. It's a Never great played golf it. course. It's it's somewhat feels city like where you're like Highland Hills. Legacy Rage, kind of like that yeah. feel, but then you see the landscape around it, and you're like, okay, this is definitely different. Loveland's, Loveland and that whole Fort Collins area is a great area for golf it as really, well. Yeah, it's very you're, beautiful. You're away from the city, but you're you're not in the middle of nowhere either, and Mariana Butte, the, the 18th hole is a great finisher. You can kind of drive up. You can try to drive the green, but it's like a top-shelf green where you hit up to it, and I played a little dew sweep around there by myself one morning, and it was phenomenal. I love the golf course. They were great great people there and just a kind of one of those more family-style golf courses where they they have a good track but not it's not widely renowned because not a lot of people get to play it or talk about it like some courses that have more money or have more people out there. Yeah, yeah
1: for sure. sure. And and, and, as, and you as you can, can tell, tell how, how many of, many those, of those that those we, that we listed, listed are completely private.
0: I think one of them maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean that's, that's Kind of what we're getting at partially is some of your best views you're gonna get and I guess we haven't played that much private golf but overall for your money you don't need to be a member at some sort of mouth, sorry some sort of high-end country club in order to get these Colorado views we're talking about you may have to show out a few extra bucks but uh, set another five bucks aside a week and at the end of the month go play yourself one of these these nice, these nice public, public tracks, tracks we got right. out in Colorado, and um, there's there's definitely not a a shorting of good good great views, good golf in Colorado. So, um, and then we wanted to tell you guys our overall top five of courses we've ever played, and kind of where uh, Colorado Golf works into that. Like, I I guarantee you that one of those couple in our top five that we just mentioned is going to come up again. So. We just want to give you an idea of some of the places we played and where the Colorado ones fall within that. So I'll let Spencer go ahead and, and start us off. Views-wise, at least, we're, we're just talking views here. So.
0: Yeah, so we played TPC Harding Park in San Francisco where they just hosted the PGA Championship. That was beautiful. And that course, a lot of the time when, we, when I come away with like a – very burned into my mind memory of a golf course and a view. It's it's sunlight sunset. it's either first sundown or, sundown. or sundown. Yeah, sunset. Yeah, the sunset and the sun has a lot to do with it. But we were coming down the back stretch in the uh, late afternoon at Parting Park, and I think it's the 15th hole. You just look out to the left, and it's all ocean. And there's like those big, what are those trees called? Cypress trees, yeah. maybe. And it was I took a picture, like 10 pictures on that hole. I was probably made a bogey. Wasn't paying attention, <laughs> but that's I think one that of is, my. Yeah, yeah that, that or where, was, where, was that 16? 16.
1: Are you, Are you talking, talking about, about the one, one that Morikawa cow 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 drove? Cow to, like, like four feet on.
0: I don't know. It's one that, like it was down the hill and then. Back oh no! Up. I think, yeah, yeah I, think I think you're right. That I think that was. Yeah. yeah, and it was just looking out and seeing San Francisco. You can see the water, it, all of that. It's just pretty hard, pretty nice to take in in general. Oh yeah, that's
1: that is a beautiful track. I will definitely agree with you there. Um, one in my top five for sure is the Castle Course over in St Andrews. I was lucky enough to go over there a few years back and play seven, six, six, six or seven different golf courses. And the Castle Course of St. Andrews. It's basically um, it's called the Castle Course because it sits on top of the hill. And then the, the Fairmont um, St. Andrews is right there where they actually just played uh, the Scottish Championship on the European tour. But it, it looks up, at the, and the Fairmont is the most unbelievable hotel that I've ever seen with my eyes. It really does look like a castle. Uh, But then, uh, I'm sorry, the castle course at St. Andrews sits right under it, basically. And the cliffs, so 17, it's basically a cutout in the cliffs on the ocean. And the tee box is on one side of the, the cutout and the green's on the other side. And you have to carry it from the tips. It played about 220 so you have to carry it over about 200 yards of ocean. And we had a one round out there that was at Sunlight – or, I'm sorry, Sunset. And 17 was just one of the most unreal views in golf that I can imagine. And anybody I know that's played that place said the same thing. So that is definitely in my top five.
0: All right, I'll go over to the East Coast. We played in Charleston, South Carolina. We played the – Charleston Golf Club, what Charleston
1: National, Charleston
0: National Golf Club, National golf Club. and this again—it's it's kind more
1: of out in Mount, Mount Pleasant, West. a little bit northeast of Charleston. So. Great
0: golf course, but the sunset that night may have been the top one or two sunsets I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. On, and it was like over the last the four—the last like, four holes—it was just you couldn't even focus on hitting a golf shot because of how beautiful it was, and all how many pictures we were taking in Charleston—it's going to be insane. And uh, you know, we're going back out there into North Carolina, hopefully play in a couple months, and I'm excited for it. But that it's so different playing on the East Coast and playing in that area versus for Colorado, like we've talked about multiple times. Yeah, it's, but it's but just a blast, is, It's just trading pine trees for palm trees, it, usually. Is exactly. What
1: is. But, but, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, another one of my top five is Nenea Country Club and – this is kind of like a name drop one because it is one of the toughest courses to get onto, to, probably, definitely in America, it's, so it's over on the big island in Hawaii, but luckily I had a connection to the director of golf over there through a friend, and was able to, able to play over there, but it's basically set up on the mountainside in, on the main island, like on the, you can't really call it a mountain because it's just a big hill in the middle of the island, but it's set up on the side of the hill and you're basically just looking out at the ocean on almost every single hole. And it is one of the most pure golf courses I've ever played. Uh, I, Phil Mickelson set the course record a week before I was out there. Um, that's just, I don't even know why that's relevant, but it, it is a very challenging track and one of the most beautiful courses. they the. Uh, so kind of a fun fact about it. They have like 200 members out there and I think around 10 or less are actual locals so it is definitely a destination they do have a helipad on the clubhouse so basically what guys do it's a bunch of corporate memberships they fly them in to Kona then they just take a helicopter straight from Kona over to Nenea and like I said it does not disappoint it is one of the best tracks I've ever played so there's another one for my top five
0: Yeah, and a couple of my top five, like I said, flying horse, just views-wise, fall into my overall top five. Flying Flying
1: horse is definitely – it would would be in my my top five five if it wasn't already in your top top five. So that's that's one of my favorite Colorado Colorado tracks tracks for sure. sure.
0: Yeah, and I'll say I got to play some of the courses down in Florida at PGA National, the resort, and we played a a tournament down there, and it's just such – such a different type of view when you look out and you see palm trees and you see some of that stuff it's just take it's such a different style than here for sure doesn't take it away from how great the views are i personally like mountains and trees like palm tree pine trees excuse me yeah but just
1: throwing it just throwing a little monkey wrench into it throw a little desert in there throw a little ocean little palm trees you know it's it's always nice having a change of scenery let's put it that way because we we Live and breathe, Colorado golf. That's what we do. Like, we're here all the time. So, when we get to switch it up a little bit, you know, it's always welcome.
0: Oh, yeah. And I will say, my favorite all time view, just because I'm a gambler, I fall into that category and I love the city of, a of Las Vegas, is if you play Las Vegas National, the golf course is shit. They tell you that they used to have professional tournaments there. I think they did. It's very not hard, it's Muni feeling but you get a view of the whole strip on a few of the tee boxes and that is peak for me. Yeah. That is um, it's better than Denver, sorry, just to look at. <laughs> um,
1: it's just all the, it's all Vegas, the casinos. dude. Yeah, yeah. you
0: see the and especially if you play a twilight round there and the lights start turning on on the strip, nothing like that view for me.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's a, a definitely, definitely a bucket, a bucket list, list one. Room, well, room. I'm sorry, I'm sorry it, it, view. view. Wise Why anywhere out in Vegas. Vegas. I actually, I actually didn't play. I'm sure there's there.
0: great golf courses out there. Well, yeah, way that. better than what I played. <laughs> but the view. We're just talking about the views. So yeah, that was. If, if, we're, if,
1: we're, if we're if we're just talking, just talking views, views problems, um, so we're. I, I would, would also, also say um, Haymaker, Haymaker falls in, falls in my my top five, five of all time. One of my favorite tracks of all time by far is going to be Haymaker. Doesn't matter the state. And, like, and I like I said, so just the views, the views on, top on top of it really, really, put, it really put it over really the top for me. So not a whole lot to not like about that, that spot.
0: No, absolutely. So we're going to finish this episode up. Uh, before we do, we, guys, we want to tell did you guys. Did we get five? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. okay. I want to tell you guys about DNVR Golf, obviously us, and what we're doing. So... Uh, we're headed into the off season, but we've already talked about it. We got some plans for you. So we'll be doing a weekly course review starting next week, every Monday. Look out for that. It'll be all Colorado courses complete with pictures. We're gonna rate them based on ability level, we're gonna rate them based on price, based on friendliness of the staff, what the greens are like. We're gonna go in depth on it for you guys. And so these articles will be up on the DNVR.com Make sure you check those out after a while. If you're not a golf member, they will go away. So if you want to check out these course reviews, you're going to have to become a DNVR golf member. And what a, there's no better time to do it than now. If you do it now, use our code BDE. You can either get 10% off, or excuse me, $10 off, upgrading your regular DNVR, golf mem- or DNVR membership to a DNVR golf membership. Or if you're not a member at all, that's fine. Use the code BDE when you get your me- golf membership. You'll get a CGA membership. You'll get a golf polo. Uh, There's so many more things. Discounts on lessons with us. Discounts at Spring Valley. We're still having plenty of golf. It's supposed to snow this weekend, but we're going to still be golfing this winter. So come out and see us. We can work on stuff this winter. That's what we're going to be doing as well. We're going to be posting videos of things you can do in the winter, golf-related. Also, send us
1: your swings. Yes,
0: send us those swings. DM us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can reach us essentially text message we want to get those swings and help you guys out but also we're going to be doing some stuff in the gym we're going to be recording some videos in the gym of of workouts and different things you guys can do to stay in shape and not basically waste a month of next year starting your golf all over again and figuring out what you're doing we can go into the march and april and may etc and be ready to play so
1: for sure i i I don't don't see a downside downside to joining dnvr golf it just doesn't doesn't make make a lot of sense sense, so. so Um, one of well, our, our other segments, segments we want to do we this week is, is going to be, be, we are, are going to skip, skip this, this week and don't and be, that be that golfer. golfer. Uh, um, we, we, I think we're going to start, start making that a once every other, um, pod segment, segment because we are kind of running low. You know, there's only so many things you can fuck up while you're out there. So, uh, we're going to start reintroducing our love to see it, hate to see it segment. So kind of a, a current event style, you know, what, what's happening in golf, what we, uh, love we'll well, to see, he hate he to see. Basically, basically so I'll all let Spencer up, uh, start us off so here.
0: So my love to see it is Phil Mickelson is now two for two on the Champions Tour. He's won both his starts. He has. He's the yet Champions to, Tour GOAT. He's the Champions Tour GOAT already. Percent win
1: percentage. That's.
0: Yeah, that's. Yeah. There's that's even nuts. Tiger Woods in his prime couldn't achieve <laughs> that. Um, so Phil's going to be in the PGA Tour field this weekend at the Zozo Championship, but he's got a scoring average of 65 on the Champions Tour right now. Uh, 39 under par in two tournaments and he's yet to post a score in the 70s and he's averaging almost eight birdies around. So he's just tearing it up. These poor older dudes are like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's clearly got... a top 20, 25, 30 PGA tour player. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's going on the champions tour now that he's reached the, the ripe age of 50. And, um, and
1: I, you know, I one of my I favorite things is I love that, I love that, that Phil that doesn't think he's above, above that. that. Like, like, you know, there's, there's so, so many guys, guys are that are like, Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play the champions tour. Like I'm above that. You know, I, I'm better than that. Even when they're in their 50s, they don't go out there because they think they're they're above competing on the Champions Tour. And it's mostly the bigger names that don't necessarily need to or they're just done competing. But I love that
0: Phil has no
1: reason to go play Champions Tour events. He's got two lifelong, life lengths worth of money. I don't know how that makes any sense. But he's got an absolute ass load of money he doesn't need to play another round of golf in his life but he's just one of those guys that loves playing the game he doesn't it doesn't matter to him where where he's competing he's going to go out there and he's going to compete so i do think that's pretty cool and i can imagine what it's doing for champions tour tv ratings just to have a big like big name like that out there you know that's uh phil moves the needle and so that's great for golf um, my hate to see it this, this week is everything kind of surrounding DeChambeau and the Masters. Um, he's basically, basically going to try to turn, turn that place into a, place pitch, into a pitch and putt. And it could, I mean, I'm not like a, an old school golf truther, but it could bring down one of the, the best golf courses ever. I mean, one of the most storied tournaments ever at the Masters because he's experimenting with a 48 inch driver which for those who don't know, that is as long as you can play a regulation length driver and have it be legal. So he's playing as long of a driver as he can, which means that uh, he's trying to maximize speed. Usually the longer clubs, that's why they make driver longer than sand wedge because you can create more speed and more leverage with a longer club. So he's trying to hit it as far as possible. He's, I guess, hitting, 2, drives 2,000 drives a week or some, some shit like that. Way more balls than, balls than anybody else hits with any, any club or all 14 of them throughout, throughout the week, getting, getting ready, ready to gear up for the Masters. But the it could ultimately end up being what, what kind of t- it shows the USGA that something needs to be done to with the golf ball. Because, because if we've got yeah guys turning Augusta, the hallowed grounds of Augusta National into a glorified pitching putt then I don't think they're going to be happy about that whatsoever so uh, hopefully Bryson goes out and shoots 20 over I'm sorry I just don't like the guy at all and I want to see him throw temper tantrums and maybe get kicked off of the course at some point Um, just can't help and not root for the guy in all honesty so that's my hate to see it for the week
0: All right, I love it. Well, we're going to wrap this pod up. Thank you guys all for listening. Check us out at dnvr underscore golf on Twitter. I am at Big Drive Spence on Twitter. He is at Big Drive Mitch. We got videos posted. We got some cool Halloween-style type of videos that will be coming out very soon. So follow us, check us out. If you like our pod, give us a rating on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Five stars, obviously. Helps us out. So thank you guys for listening. DNVR Golf Bros, we're out. We'll talk to you guys next time.